Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Lacey, here with Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. Before we get started, Valentine's Day is like right around the corner, right? If you want to be an extra sweet Valentine to us this year, go to buymeacoffee.com slash WCA and send us a little valentine. You can also follow us on social media at Cinephile Attack on Twitter and Instagram. You can find all four of us on Letterboxd. And if you want to request an episode or if you just want to show us some love or if you disagree with some of our takes, you can send us an email at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. Hi, everybody. Hello. How are we? What have we been watching? We we've been in our group horror bag a little bit. A little mm. bit, a little bit. We saw a couple of horror movies together. I'll talk about one to start. We saw Megan. <laughs> one of my favorite trailers of 2022. Finally <laughs> saw it in 2023 and it was a blast. I had so much fun in that movie. Is it a good movie? Up for debate. <laughs> Is it a fun movie? I would venture to say objectively so. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. Rashawn? I saw it. <laughs> you were chuckling along. I did. There were, there were a few moments that I really laughed. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think the hype was more entertaining than the actual movie. The, the trailers and, and the memes and, and the marketing campaign kind of took off. Mm-hmm. Which, like, like, shout out to that marketing team and the marketing team for Smile. Because home runs, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it took on a life of its own. And if, if the movie doesn't deliver what you think it might as a viewer, when that level of marketing is happening, then it can be a bummer. A bit of a letdown, yeah. I didn't know until this morning the dance that basically made the movie what it was and helped it make, what, $90 million at this point, was uh, the 11-year-old actress who did the body work for Megan. She came up with that dance and like brought it to the director, and that wasn't in the script, and the director was like, this is awesome, let's put it in. <laughs> so strange. It's so bizarre. I mean, that's a big part of why that trailer got so popular and why that movie got so popular. Definitely. Right. I mean, I even think, like, in the movie, it's kind of, I don't know, like, it doesn't really need to be there, but fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) That whole movie felt like, yeah, fuck fuck it, it. let's do it. Yeah, fuck it. I think, yeah, Amy Donald was the young actress's name. Cut her her check, dude. (laughs) (laughs) She'll be in the sequel. I'm sure she will. The inevitable sequel. Yeah, of course. Rashawn, do you want to talk about the other scary movie we saw together? Uh, yeah, so I had been uh, counting down the days until this movie was available to watch. I uh, 
bought the tickets, secured the tickets for my co-host, and we went to go see Skinner Rink. This Mm -hmm. is a very low-budget horror film that was released about a year ago um, at a festival and finally made its way through this kind of grassroots word of mouth uh, to like a one week theater engagement. It was it was there and then it was gone. Uh, so we saw Skin of a Rink. <laughs> it is a uh, I don't think you'll see many movies like this in theaters. I responded the most to it. I think I don't know if I loved it, even though I gave it five stars. But I th- it worked on me in a very on a very visceral level. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think I was probably the biggest fan on this mic right now, but uh, yeah. I'd say I was a very close second. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I thought it was, Josh used the word, and I'm going to steal it from you, Josh, but it was very confident. The filmmaker knew mm-hmm. exactly what he wanted to make, you know, exactly what kind of story he wanted to tell, and he told it. And I thought it was very effective. I think it would have been more effective at a tight 40-45 rather than a full 90 minutes. But it it was genuinely one of the most disturbing films I have ever seen in my entire life. Kind of interesting because Mel, out of five, where do you think you land on on it? I logged it, but I didn't rate it because I still feel like I don't know. And it's interesting because we also, we went with Sam and Sam hated it. (laughs) But that's the thing I like about Sam is like he's like five stars or one star. Like yeah. he's never in between. He's that's, just like hate love. Also, what I love about this movie is we kind of like Rashawn, you give it a five. Lacey would hover around four. I would hover around a three. Sam is a one. Mel, who knows? I would say maybe like hover around like three and a half. And that's kind of awesome that mm-hmm. a movie that we all saw at the same time with the same audience w- was able to run the gamut of opinion like that and i think especially for a such an up-and-coming filmmaker and for such an experimental movie i think it's kind of neat yeah i think it it definitely did what it came to do for me and i was talking to friends who had seen it as well as like it just felt like an art piece it's something that you would like go into maybe like um like a modern museum and like sit in this theater and watch it and you walk out and be like what the fuck that I just see and it's just like you're supposed to walk yeah. away and like feel a certain type of way and I definitely did um and I felt like it created like you can feel like not only yourself but the whole audience was like completely tense and anxious from nothing at, at certain points I was like we're staring at the corner of a closet for like literally five minutes and I can feel my stomach getting tense mm-hmm. it wasn't even like music it was just the crackle sounds of tv and i was like dude i am getting anxious like <laughs> and i feel like if that was the intent of the movie then we they did it well done but it's just hard to put like a one to five star rating on it because it's not like a classic film that we're used to seeing so it's really hard to like use that rating for it you have to definitely you have to give yourself over to it. Yes. I think I was just in the mindset to for whatever it was. I didn't read much about it except go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it started, I was just like, okay, this is going to be a little, a lot. 
surreal <laughs> and experimental and, and just kind of let it work on you. And I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. I had to tell myself like, okay, this is not a classic horror movie. There, there might not be no plot there. We're not going to see anyone's faces or not. It's not going to be a lot of dialogue. So I'm like, okay, just get into it. And like when I allowed myself to do that, I was like, okay, now I'm really scared. I can mm-hmm. feel it. It's, it's interesting. Cause like, Again, Sam and I were talking about it. And Sam thinks if he had saw it at home with the lights off, just alone in his room, it would hit him a lot harder. But I think I would have turned it off if I had watched it at home. So it's for me, it was a it was a, a necessary theater watch. But a lot of people are saying they prefer it at home. So again, amazing job because that's what film is supposed to do. I, it reminded me of the first time I saw the very first Paranormal Activity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew knew nothing about it, had read nothing, and I walked out with just like almost having an, an anxiety attack. And it was it was really really great, and I love when movies do that. I love when horror movies do that. Rashawn, we also both watched another scary movie. Talk about it. My guy. The writer behind my favorite film, uh, Kevin Williamson, has written another horror film called Sick. Uh, it is exclusively on Peacock, which is such a bummer. Not to <laughs> diss Peacock, but this movie would have played gangbusters in a theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's directed by John Hams. Hams? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's a tried and true slasher through covid it's set directly around, I think, April or May mm-hmm. 2020. But it's it's great. The, the middle section of the movie is just one long, immaculately filmed chase. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great. He knows where to put the camera, the geography of the house that the characters are in. There's surprises. There's twists. I screamed. It, it, it's great, man. It's so, so, so good. I dug it. Yeah, I literally was unsure of what to watch yesterday while I was working. So I went to Letterboxd to see if there was anything new from the people I follow, if anybody had watched anything good. And I saw your review of this and I was like, oh, I always love watching a scary movie. So I put it on, didn't look anything up. I saw the mask. I saw the title, but knew nothing about it going in. And I had such a good time. I had such a good time. I thought it was extremely well paced, a little triggering to see some of like the COVID protocols from the beginning of the pandemic, like wiping down our groceries with disinfectant and things that I didn't know that I was quite ready to see in media. Um, But I thought it handled it all really well. And then the pandemic playing such vital parts in the plot where the story eventually goes was really fascinating one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie this doesn't give anything away but there's a chase happening and she runs into the road and comes up against this car and the late she's like help me help me help me and the lady in the car is like where's your mask you can't get in without your mask (laughs) it's dangerous and to use that like for a tense yeah it was so good. It was so good. Um, yeah, it like, was the a killer's really coming. Time. But also put on your mask and like it's yeah, <laughs> it's great. 
he riffs on Scream and his, the Scream opening, which was really cool. And I think the final shot of the way that the killer is disposed in the final moments is just like a really great image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll take that out. I don't know. but No, I don't think so. Maybe that doesn't not. spoil yeah. anything. Yeah, so go watch it. Go watch Sick on Peacock. It is February, you guys. We have talked about three horror movies. What better way to start the season of love than <laughs> with horror? Are we ready? Yeah. This episode is a long time coming, and I'm very ready. Um, my friends, what are we fighting about today? Lacey, Mella, me and my friends watched Twilight. Yeah, we did. Ah, 17-year-old Lacey is so happy today. (laughs) You're impossibly fast and strong. You gotta give me some answers. I'd rather hear your theories. I have considered radioactive spiders and kryptonite. It's all superhero stuff, right? What if I'm not the hero? What if I'm the bad guy? I know what you are. Your skin is pale white and ice cold. Don't go out into the sunlight. Say it out loud. Say it. Vampire. Are you afraid? No. This isn't real. This kind of stuff just doesn't exist. Does in my world. I just want to try one thing. I don't know how long I've waited for you. What is going on? security guard at the mill got killed by some kind of Twilight is a 2008 teen romantic fantasy written by Melissa Rosenberg based on the novel by Stephanie Meyer directed by Catherine Hardwick starring Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, Billy Burke, Taylor Lautner, Gil Birmingham, Kellen Lutz, Nikki Reed, Anna Kendrick, Ashley Green, along with so many more. Twilight tells the story of Bella Swan, who moves to Forks, Washington, a small town in the Pacific Northwest, where she falls in love with Edward Cullen, a mysterious classmate who reveals himself to be a 108-year-old vampire. Y'all, where do I begin? Where do I begin? I I was a I was a twihead. I was a I was obsessed with the Twilight series as a teen. Um, I read all four books. My friends and I went to all the midnight premieres of the movies. I loved Twilight. I loved Twilight so much. Um, When the long-anticipated Midnight Sun manuscript was leaked, Twilight from Edward's perspective, I was one of the people online reading it because I had to know. Do I think it's good? Of course not. Do I think it's great? Absolutely. Do I like it? No. Do I love it? Yes. You guys, it's Twilight. It is stupid. It is fun. It makes teenage little Lacey just squirm with giggles and silly teenage angsty feelings. 
I I don't care. I had so much fun watching this today. <laughs> and I I don't care. Let's talk about it. Who wants to go first? Oh boy. Um Mela, you're going to go I'll first. Go, I'll, you're going to go, go first. first. Sure. I actually did a whole Twilight marathon by myself in July, Just, maybe. Hell yeah. Like, I thought you were going to say a year. <laughs> yeah, like recently, because I know that they were all on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it started off with me just being like, I haven't seen this since maybe like 2008. Like, it's been a long time. Actually, I lie. I hadn't seen it since, yeah, college, 2008. Um, I was like, let me see it now with like, quote unquote, adult eyes. Let me just see it now that like time has passed. And I sat up in my bed and watched all four movies. Mm-hmm. And I think now that time has passed, I can recognize it as like just a fun, silly movie versus back then. I was like way more critical on it. I was like, <laughs> this is not a film. This is not cinema. Like, what is this writing? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, who the fuck was that bitch? Because she's not here no more and she's not a bug. Yeah! <laughs> I think this movie is fun. I think it's a good time. It's is it peak cinema to your point, Lacey? Absolutely not. I had a good time. I like this movie. I clearly enjoyed it last night. I ha- we were like laughing watching it. Maybe ironically, but we were still laughing. So yes, Twilight. I like it. Yes, Carmela. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, both. I mean, I, I'm i 90% sure I know where my husband is going. So let's save him for last. For Sean, I have no idea how you feel about these <laughs> movies or this series. So hmm. how'd it go? What a great spot to be in. Um, so I have a confession and I have a bone. I'll get the confession out of the way first. I'm a twihead. Nuh-uh. Friend of the pod, Corliss, uh, called me one day. I had left, just left New York. I was down on my luck. <laughs> I had one chance. No. <laughs> um, and she called me and she said, just don't read anything. Just go to the bookstore, get these four books, get the Twilight series, and just read them. Because I had nothing but time on my hands. And I did. I went to the bookstore, grabbed all four, and I blew through them twice. I was obsessed with Twilight. Uh, Listeners will know I love a little soapy melodrama. You do. And those four books were, oh, it was good. It was real good. (laughs) So when the movies came around, of course, I was there. I was in. And uh, we'll talk about the movie. But here's number two is my bone to pick. Because I actually had a good time and I liked this movie. But I think some of our co-hosts are picking and choosing which good bad movies we're having issues with and which ones we're not. <laughs> and I have a list. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to pull up that list. I'm not going to pull up the list. No, you better pull it up. Let's see the list. But I'm going to I'm probably going to leave this episode very miffed, if you mm. will. I because, uh, I think we all need to hear the list. I think we are picking and choosing when we're cinephiles and when we're not. <laughs> okay. And I'm not, I'm not saying which squares I'm looking at. But uh, count me a thumbs up. We'll talk about it. Oh, my God. This 
Josh, I don't even care what you have to say. I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) But go ahead. What did you think? Me? Yeah. Okay. Um, So I think I've only actually, until today, seen one full Twilight movie, and that was when Sam forced me in college to go to the second one, which is... New Moon. New Moon uh, on midnight at midnight on Thursday, at the ArcLight Dome. Isn't um, it? Um, I still had I still had no idea. I didn't even know like I knew like Team Edward or Team Jacob. I didn't know who was who. I didn't know I didn't know jack shit. And I know all the like memed moments from this movie, but all the stuff in between, brand new. So I made a chart. Can you? Is it? It'll be backwards. So if I hold it up like this, can you see it? Okay, fantastic. So I made a chart. This is visual, listeners, so deal with it. So there's a, there's a line so graph, delayed. right? And, and on one end, we have uh, bad times at the El Royale, what I consider to be a, a cinematic masterpiece, maybe the perfect movie. Shouts out to Rashawn. On the other side of this graph, we have... What? Hmm? Nothing. Go. What was that? Nothing. You can't whisper things on the mic. I know. I'll amplify it later, girl. I don't even want to amplify it. <laughs> On the other side of this dra- graph, we have Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, what I consider to be maybe the worst movie. <laughs> and right in the middle, just for like a point of reference, we have My Best Friend's Wedding, like right dead center, right? These are all like Rashawn movies. <laughs> yeah, no. So life's about balance. So here's the thing. There, there are no movies that go past bad times. This is kind of a blank space. I think that's a 5 out of 5, 100 out of 100. But there's some room here after Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. And when you get to this section, that's when you start to see movies like, like The Room, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so bad it's good. Watch parties. Like, bring your props, bring your popcorn, whatever, whatever, whatever. I think Twilight lands like right there. Like, it's so, I think it's so close to being so bad it's good. But there are things I can't look past. Um, and then there are some parts of it that that are actually, like, kind of fun and good and charming. That's like, oh, if this wasn't in here, it'd be so bad it's good. But now it's almost good. You know what I mean? Um, ultimately, I don't know where my thumb is. Up my butt. I don't know. I don't. Pegging <laughs> King. <laughs> That would involve Lacey, and I don't think she's down. I don't know if it's a thumbs up or not. Did I enjoy it watching it? Yes, because I enjoyed making fun of it while I was watching it. Does that count? Sure. I don't know. Did you have a good time? I had a good time watching it because I was roasting it the whole time. (laughs) I don't like that you used all my movies to make this fucking list. I'm not (laughs) roasting. My Best Friend's Wedding was my movie. Spiritually, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and spiritually, bad times is mine now. Yoink. You can have it. Wow. I am floored. I was 100% sure this episode was going to get over it road. And I Ooh. was going to be alone. It's not over yet. It's, it, we got the beginning, girl. But, <laughs> but nothing quite like get over it nothing quite like that film <laughs> that's all, that's the end of the spectrum on mine that's on the other side got of it. josh's got it. card okay cool, 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 i'm gonna cool. take a picture of this if any if any of the cinephiles want to see it, they can just message me like, josh we saw it annoying we know what you're doing i meant i meant cinef- like cinefan like 
anybody that follows us. Cinefans. Oh. Did I, come on, me. Oh, that's our <laughs> army. That's cute. The Cinefans. See it. Out loud. Say it. Vampire. Are you afraid? No. Then ask me the most basic question. What do we eat? You won't hurt me. Where are we going? Okay, so... Okay. Let's get into it. I loved the books so much. And when I first saw the first Twilight movie, I did not love it because I was holding it up to the peak that was the book for me. And I think the reason the book was so successful... One, it targeted teenage girls and was written specifically for teenage angsty teens who just so desperately wanted to be loved. That's a big reason why it was so successful. But I also think this was one of the first movie fandoms for teen girls in that time period. We had Harry Potter kind of, but Harry Potter was like a gender neutral, like everybody liked Harry Potter. This was specifically for us. Mm-hmm. For us. Now, listen, nothing was going to live up to <laughs> the romance of Bella and Edward that was in my head from the book. <laughs> Ever. Also, still I, it's, I mean, it still doesn't, right? I, I should have been Bella, that first and foremost. So I didn't like the movie when I was younger. But now watching the movie, I feel like I'm so far removed from the book. But I still have that, like, tender spot in my heart for it. That the movie now is so enjoyable for me because of how silly it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Rashawn, you were saying you loved the books, the movie. Eh? So what, what was your experience there? I'll admit I'm very guilty of this of of the book is better that is my pull string if we go to see an adaptation or like the original is better if we go see a remake that's I'm that annoying person (laughs) especially because uh do you know who Edward was like modeled after when Stephanie Meyer wrote the book uh Henry Cavill correct yeah (laughs) so girl He had the jawline, whatever. But that's who she had in mind for the movie version when it was supposed to happen. But there's something so... Haters will call it abusive. (laughs) But there's something so... Something so controlling about Edward and the book that I can't. Controlling's not better. <laughs> Haters will still call it. I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't go to my movies or my books for moral goodness. So I don't care. Edward is just like, I don't know, like, control me, daddy. <laughs> Sneak 
sneak into my room and watch me sleep and then deny watch it. Watch me sleep. Daddy. I don't know. I don't know who's coming behind to, to you know, kidnap me. Protect me. I don't know. There's something she tapped for better or worse. Stephanie Meyer tapped into that. That need of like this strong, angry, brooding guy who's just unequivocally in love with you and will do anything. It's so melodramatic and it's so immature and like teenage. Mm-hmm. It just works in the book. And I feel like the movie does capture that angst. I think so I don't know look now I haven't read the book in a long time but I enjoyed the charm of this movie and I actually think Kristen and Rob are pretty good put a pin in that quick um (laughs) you could you could light Victorian London up for a month with the amount of gaslighting in this movie I don't care (laughs) <laughs> why don't we care though that's what i don't understand because josh's point was pointing that out the whole time watching it and i was like yeah but it's edward <laughs> but it's it's because he's a vampire, a vampire. yeah <laughs> whatever is he so i'm sorry is he supposed to be good this guy who drinks people's blood he's 108 years old i think he knows what he's talking about lacy was giggling <laughs> It almost made me a little self-conscious. I was like, she doesn't giggle like that when I tell jokes. And I'm not even telling jokes. Or, I mean, he's not even telling jokes. He's just like saying, I'll kill you. <laughs> what? Whatever you, whatever you were clocking in the movie, I assure you the book is ten times worse. So much worse. <laughs> There's a part where she says, after he saves her from the car in the parking lot, because he's doing this hot and cold thing. And she says, well, you should have just let me die then. And he gets so mad in the book. Oh, my God. He's like, don't you ever, like, don't you ever say that. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, okay, I won't. <laughs> oh, my God. You love me so much. You but then a chapter so later, he's like, I'll kill you. And she's like, fine. Ugh, danger. She's willing to die for the man that she loves. It's romantic. How'd you, line of the book. how'd you get to me so fast? You're on the inside of the parking lot. No, I wasn't. Bro. <laughs> well, the, lies, tra- the lies are loose. He's We're trying, trying to, to protect, protect his family. himself and his family. Not very hard. He's in love. He can't help it. He's never met anyone. Also, can we talk about the fact, like, this to me as a teen girl, like, the fact that he could read everybody's minds but not hers like, uh, I'm special. I'm so special. I'm so special. Can we talk about that? <laughs> well, you have to like, you have to get to like Eclipse and Breaking Dawn to understand why she's so special. Tell me. No, we have to watch them. Are you yeah, fucking you serious? <laughs> I'm gonna after, listen after how this. Did you say Breaking Bad? Breaking Dawn. We're gonna bring them into the pod next year. It's a Valentine's Day. Moon is the worst one. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> Yeah. The moon is horrible. It's really bad. Yeah, it gets it gets so, really bad. Is it like her bloodline? Like, is she a descendant of someone? Why can't he read her mind? Because she's special. That's she's fucking different. so stupid. I'm sorry, but like, you watch a lot of like chosen one stories. Like, I don't know if you can like stand on that. <laughs> Name one. Name one that's comparable. Dune. Dune. Star Wars. Paul. Star Wars, Star, that's, that's what I'm talking about. All of that is bloodline stuff. 
I know, but it's still stupid. <laughs> at least there's a single. At least there's a single reason. True, Paul but was, it's equally as stupid. We can Paul agree was on literally that, right? bred to be the chosen one. Luke uh, was born into greatness. G- give me a single reason. Love. Because he loves her. Because <laughs> she's special. <laughs> <laughs> this is my thing about it, is that I, of course, love all of that little aggression, talk to me, daddy, everything. But I think my bugaboo about it is that it's Robert Pattinson. And he would never be able to grab me by the neck. <laughs> taking that pin out. Batman Rob would be able to grab you like that. Uh, Batman Rob, it, no, he wouldn't. He'd be like, he's like super lanky and crying, and it just like wouldn't happen. <laughs> Not he's, in the he bat in suit. He got Not in shape for suit. Batman. This suit. Or wait, look, little. he's just got it. He's got something. You can tell even with this movie that doesn't serve him very well. You can just tell that he's a movie star. Oh, yeah. And there's something about him. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think, like, later in that, like, time gap of, like, me watching years later, it's like, okay, like, I give myself over to it because he fits. You know, like, I don't, I'm not watching this thinking, like, this guy's out of place. Like, he fits the the moody Forks, Washington Listen, vampire. as a girl from the Pacific Northwest, that was the ideal. Exactly. <laughs> that was exactly what we were looking for. I'm very uncomfortable. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. You all know how big of an R-Pads fan I am. Yes. And it's well known that he hates this movie. And he hates his performance in this movie. My good friend Robert, I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, I Can I just say, he just did an interview last year during the Batman with Zoe Kravitz. And he was like, Listen, it's so stupid to hate on that movie anymore. I mean, I'm sure he looks back on it fondly now. It helped his career, and he learned probably everything he needed to learn on how to be a movie star from those movies. I mean, he and Kristen both were thrust into, Mm -hmm. like, infinite stardom because of these movies. Yeah, it's like, at the time, it was, like, bigger than being a a Marvel star. Like, it was crazy. Still, they were tough to watch. They were tough to watch. <laughs> nah, they're good. I, no, they're I actually it's genuinely tough. think Rob, <laughs> I think they both have some good moments. I think Rob definitely has more than Kristen. Kristen, still to this day, Josh, you said it while we were watching it, and it is so true. Like, the sketch comedy that came from Kristen Stewart's performance in this is not exaggerated at all. Like, no, the like Kate McKinnon style like bits that you would see when like Kristen Stewart on Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL. I thought it was exaggerated. It's not. She is very much going for the Bella of the book. And I and I I dig it. Having seen her outside of this and other things. Right. Obviously, she's grown as an actress. Absolutely. Seeing her in things before this. You know, if you go and watch Panic Room, this is something very specific. And I think that got lumped into, oh, that's how Kristen Stewart acts. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think she's doing something very deliberate and it might not work for everyone. But that jittery teenage out of my body 
performance, I think is really good. She, to me, and I don't know her personally, shocker, but she seems kind of introverted. And, and so when you see her on the press tours and nonstop red carpets and interviews for this movie, and she's a little shy and a little introverted, that kind of, you're already thinking about Bella. So you see that you're thinking about Bella and you're like, oh, that's just how she is. But boy, kind of hard to watch. It's a little rough. It is. No. It yeah, is. Rashawn. Bella is a little rough. That's and what I'm I, saying. Even even reading the book. But I'm not saying oh. I'm not talking about her performance. I, I oh. think Bella as a character is which is the genius I think of the novel is because and the movies is that you're supposed to want to take her place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you want to be fawned over by Edward and Jacob. Yeah, and, and so every like, boy at the school. Like I was watching everybody. it this toy. I was watching it this time around, and I was like, "She gets to school, and everyone's just nice to her. Like she right. immediately yeah, sits at the cool kids' table. She immediately like the the cute popular boy wants to take her to prom right away. Like she does not have a hard transition at all. Like that is the mm-hmm. ideal situation if you are switched. Yeah. If even if you're not switching schools, like you just want that at your high yeah. school, Lacey, the way you've been giggling and fawning over everything this episode, I need you to remember this for next week when you're trying to get mad at me. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's all. I just wanted to put it in writing. I don't even remember what we're watching next oh, week. Oh, Space Jam. Oh no. You think I? Okay, Josh. I just wanted it in writing. Okay, I just wanted it in Josh. writing. I just wanted it in writing. <laughs> Keep your bunny boner. Nobody cares. <laughs> She's going to care next week. I guarantee it. I'm going pl- to have you play this back. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Maybe I lost the file. No bed? Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't sleep. Ever? No, not at all. <gasps> okay. Hmm. Why you have so much music. What are you listening to? Chad Debussy. I don't know. Yeah. Claire Lune is great. movie perfectly fits in the era of the 2000s and the 2010s like it really (laughs) just hits the nail on the head for style for cast for cinema experience like I think this is a I really think this is just a fun teen romance and I think that Kristen and Rob were obviously the standout superstars from it, but I think that the whole cast is really good. And I think the secondary characters, especially like the regular, regular high school actors, are really good at their job and do a really good job. So I wanted to know if there were any standout performances outside of Kristen and Rob, Bella and Edward that like you enjoyed. Yeah, by a mile. Yeah. Go for it, Josh. 
I think Anna Kendrick stole every scene she was in. She's so good. I think she was effortless in this. Uh, breath of fresh air every time she was on screen. <laughs> I loved it. I surprisingly have to agree with that. Let's go. The dad and the mom. Charlie? No, no, no. Not Charlie. The vampire. Peter Fassel. Oh. Um, Carlisle. Carlisle and... Esme. Esme. I think they are great. I think they know exactly what movie they're doing. Yeah, like they're not doing too much. It's just like perfectly in sync with the rest of the film. I don't know if I can say that the performances in this movie are all that good, though. <laughs> I think everybody's perfectly okay. I think the um, high, I think Anna Kendrick good. and the high schoolers especially are very good. I think everyone's good. Rashawn. <laughs> My personal favorite is Billy Burke. I think his Charlie mm-hmm. is like perfect small town chief. Awkward dad. Dad. Like the... Mm-hmm. Her, that is the everyman white dad on screen. Yeah. Rashawn. Rashawn. <laughs> I think everyone's good. I'm not backing <laughs> down from that. <laughs> I don't. I I don't understand. Like what? What is it that you like about this movie? If you think everyone's bad, I didn't say everyone's bad. I think everyone's perfectly fine. I don't walk away from this movie being like, God damn it, that. That was a, a a great flick. Like, or the performances were amazing. I'm just like, this movie's like, I had a good time. Though it's literally like the way I feel about Megan. <laughs> like, it's just, keep her name out of your mouth. It's it's a, it was fun. I had a good time. What keeps you coming back then? Um, I didn't come back like multiple times. I came back once to rewatch it, and then once for this podcast. <laughs> You watch them. That's the... coming back. Why are you? Why are you picking part my words? I know, but I think like when I was doing the marathon, I was just like, I just want to see because I haven't seen these movies in a long time. Uh-huh. But like I said, I don't. I'm not having a bad time watching it, but I am not gonna say like, oh yeah, this is a standout performance in the Twilight series. Why not though? Why? Because I I don't feel like anyone has one. <laughs> I think Whatever. it's just like having a good time. We're watching this. I'm laughing. Maybe in the maybe in the future ones, but I still think it seems like they're finding their footing. I'll say this too, not to interrupt Rashawn before he even says an answer. You know I love to do that though. Um, <laughs> the dialogue is clunky. I think that's what it is. It, 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 for you book fanatics, is there a lot of like? Did they just copy paste a lot of dialogue from the book? Yes, that's why. <laughs> my favorite though like uh, but that was like great as a reader because you want to hear those things if you read the book first like you want those things to be honored in a movie so I actually really enjoy the quote-unquote clunky dialogue because that's how it was written that's how I got to know these characters and that's how I got to know the material um my favorite thing is that <laughs> I mean, it's awful. It's awful. But it's so good. (laughs) So the lion fell in love with the lamb. Stephanie Meyer, like, put her firstborn child down. Like, that has to be in the movie. She, like, (laughs) fought so hard. As someone who writes, like, if you are giving over your work to be made, 
and you have something that resonates really deeply with you, go ahead and fight for it. It's going to be in there. It's going to be in there. It should be in there. Should it? (laughs) Yes, it should. (laughs) This movie had like crazy one-liners. Like Yes. They're bananas, like to dude. this day, like still use them. <laughs> like what? Give me one, Carmela. Um, <laughs> how you liking the rain, girl? <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> like there's so many of those little lines that I'm like, I don't. I'm genuinely laughing. <laughs> that I'm like, is this supposed to be funny? I don't know, but I'm laughing. We're Sean. Sorry, what was your answer? <laughs> um, outside of the the main two, yeah, is what we're asking. Probably, she doesn't get what she deserves throughout the series, but I think Ashley Green really mm. embodies like the weirdness of Alice. Yeah. Yeah, really I well. Agree. Mm-hmm. Um, she just—they just don't flesh her out. She has like a really tragic backstory and all that stuff, but she just kind of takes all that and and just is, jumps out of the tree and is like, "Hey, I'm this little annoying pixie bitch," you know. It just, <laughs> be nice. I wanted to be future. Alice so badly <laughs> as a teenager. <laughs> I know, but walking up to someone and being like, "We're gonna be great friends," like, "Girl, don't touch me. I don't know you like that." Oh my god. <laughs> Um, if you, so do you want me to be controlling like Edward Lacey? No. You already got her. It's too, like, it's too late. No, it's, you're better. I just, because I see where the conversation is going. You are the better choice. Okay. I love you more than Edward. No, no, no. That's not where it's going. I just say I can, I will have a moment of Edward controlling if you, because you want to be Alice. If you even think about styling your hair like that. (laughs) It's It's the flips. You don't like the flips? Good God. Mella, do you have anything to say about the hair in this movie? I have a dig with a wig. Why do we need wigs in the first place? I have a dig. I have a dig. I have a dig with a wig. Turn the wigs around. And you know that's supposed to be a wig that he's wearing. I have a dig with a wig. I have a crunchy wig. That's a good word, that weed. Baby. But it's a weed. This weed, mama. You know, my biggest gripe is Jacob's fucking wig. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's trash. It's fucking awful. And I think it's not bad on this one. It huh? gets worse. I think it's, it gets it, worse. It, it gets worse. But then he gets a haircut. And you, it makes me think that they knew it was trash. But that's the thing about this movie is like, how much are they in on it? You know what I mean? Like, that's, do, do they know? Do they know that this is what they're putting out? Or is it just kind of like, that's we think is. this is a treasure and this is the best and we hope it's received that way? Or do they know it's kind of like, I don't even know if the word is campy necessarily, but ironic. So people having bad wigs in the movie, it's like, all right. <laughs> like, it, 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 for the first time, it's not like, weird to me because we know that they're all wigs i personally think this movie was made very earnestly i Hmm. think i think so too yeah i think they really wanted this to be (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I think they wanted this to be what it became, but not in the way that it did become. If that okay, makes that's, any sense. That's the word I was looking for. Like, yes, is it earnest or are they just like do they see do they see what we see now? But to your point, no, they don't they didn't. Oh no, I don't think it was made with that those intentions at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. <laughs> I think that's okay. And I think yeah. we talk about all the time our perception of movies and revisiting movies. And, you know, you see movies at different stages in your life. And it's okay if your opinion changes too. It's okay if you thought it was trash and you like it now. It's okay if yeah. you liked it then and now you think it's trash. Like, your, yeah. your opinion of the movie can change with your worldview. This is true. And with age. Yeah. This has been Carmela's Dig at a Wig. I have a positive. <laughs> I think that this movie, unironically, has one of the best needle drops in decades. It cut to Supermassive Black Hole by News when they start playing baseball. I think it's rad as fuck. The baseball scene is great. I think, yeah, I think the tone is exactly right for the movie and for the song. I think the song is a perfect choice. I think it lasts just long enough. I think that's the best scene in the movie, and I think the needle drop is inspired. I think the soundtrack as a whole is really good. I see your face, Rashawn. I know. I am. I know. This soundtrack got Paramore to make <clears throat> one of their best songs. The soundtrack does exactly what the movie wants it to do. I yeah, love this soundtrack. Like, yeah. <laughs> this soundtrack is still like, if it's a rainy day, let's put on the Twilight soundtrack. Let's <laughs> listen to that and stare out the window. Pro decode. Yeah. I, Come I on. mean, I I love the series. I love the movie. Love the movie. I like the movie. Sometimes there's like only so much white I can take, and like it's <laughs> like right at the limit. Yeah, flightless bird at the saying, end. They're just saying words to me right now. <laughs> that song like still has a chokehold on me. Oh wait, the what the slow dance song? Yeah. Okay, that's. What about? Listen, listening to the song now, I'm like, okay, it's pretty. I was the kind of Twilight fan that I went on to forums and I was like, what would Bella's song be? And I would look up the piano versions of songs that people were like, no, this is so like what Edward would write for Bella. And I heard River Flows in You by Yuruma. And so nothing will ever touch that because that should have been how epic and beautiful Bella's song was. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's the thing is this is one version of the, of someone's idea of the book. And that's always the gamble of adapting Mm -hmm. a novel that is so beloved. You know, people are going to have their idea of an Edward and a Bella and Bella's song. Mm hmm. And so this is one of those versions, and I think it's it succeeds for the most part. What is um, what was burlesque's name? James, Cam, 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 
Yeah, I never know how to say his name. No, I mean the character. James. Yeah. James. James. Uh, James and Edward are the same person. Lies. No, they're not. Patho- how are they different? How are they different? Because <laughs> Edward loves her and doesn't want to hurt pony. her. If okay, but if James loved someone, he would treat them the same way Edward does. But the point is that he doesn't. He's a killer. Edward has the skin of a killer, so <laughs> a line. Now what? A line. He's the skin of a killer, Bella. I... <laughs> it's so good. That can wait. Can pause. Can we please talk about that whole scene? Because I feel like if you think about the Twilight series at all, it's the scene where Edward is revealed to Bella to be a vampire in the fort. Those strange cinemascope shots of the forest in between Edward breathing down her neck, running through the forest with her <laughs> on his back. Like, that's the scene. So can we please talk about it? Because it is iconic. Um, It is. Ridiculous. It's crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. The editor needed to be stopped in this movie. <laughs> you know what it is? I don't think it's the performances. I think it's... I'm not one to bash on uh, Under the Line people but the editing in this was bonkers that's why i feel like the performances are clunky because it will cut to random close-ups oh my god yes it it will cut to random close-ups that definitely didn't happen in the moment absolutely there is one specific one i just need to talk about this really quick because josh just said it yes there is a scene after i think it's after he tells her after he picks her up from like the date or, or non-date and they, she finds out that he's cold and then they're back at school and yes, because it's right before they run out to the forest and Bella's standing like 25 feet away at her car and she's in a close-up and then we, and oh, oh, it's when um homeboy's asking her to prom <laughs> <laughs> and you see Edward like in the back and like, okay, he's listening, but he can only hear what the guy's thinking or saying and edward then they cut back and it seems like a shot where it's like just our pats like it's not edward because he didn't know that he was like in the close-up they cut to random reaction close-ups that were like these two actors are not this is not like chronologically correct yeah that's what makes the performances seem bad. Because I even no, said, I was uh, like, Rashawn, rewind it. What is that face? It's, and he's, he's like, happy well, that I, she I said no. I hate to be no. that guy. I hate to be that guy, but that's not a close-up. But, okay, well, it's not a close-up. But you that in, but I'm also... <laughs> yes, Rashawn, your glasses are falling down. <laughs> <laughs> there is also close-ups where I'm like... I even said to you, Rashawn, if they were so close up, I would be like, get out my nose. Like, they are fucking in their mugs. But this is a movie about an intimate relationship like a growing intimate relationship and a lot of their connection is between their eyes and their senses and like he smells her and he's he senses her so i i think it's all deliberate it it might not be your thing but it's like the what movie did we do that i was like i can't unbreakable though that editing is so unstoppable excuse me i was like we didn't do unbreakable unstoppable the editing in that movie is so specific to that plot and the train and the speed with which the the story's moving it's not for me but i think it's so deliberately done 
and in this movie, all of their conversations just keep getting closer and closer and closer. There's a scene where they're at the table in science class where he apologizes to her. And like, there's a close up on his eyes, and, and yeah, because have, we have so, to know they're different. We have to know, you know. So I, I think all of that is very intentional. Would you like the un- unstoppable editing, or if it was just a close up of a gear on the train? <laughs> they don't get that close. <laughs> it's just the wheel of the train. That was that was Tony Scott's thing. Like, may he rest in peace. But. It it was very deliberate, and that that was for that movie, and I think this is also the same. And also, Carmilla, that look that our Pats gives in that scene is because he's happy she said no to going to prom with this guy. Like, okay, he's not competition. She doesn't like him. Yeah, I took it as him being like, okay, like he's she's not gonna go with him. Yeah. So I I like you know like made my own conclusion about it, but it. Rashawn, I, I agree with you. I agree that it's intentional. But I am on Josh's side here in the sense that it's not put together well. I disagree. I don't used- think I don't think I dislike a close up. Like give me a close up, that's fine. But I think the way if it was like all laying out on a table, I would be able to like shift the sh- the scenes to make it flow better because I feel like it's just like close up, close up, close up. And then wide, and then like close up again, and you're like, "Whoa, what the fuck is going on?" It's frantic, and it's it, and the the tilt. We're in a tilt. Yes, for forty five minutes. I, I want. I am using this to retract a little bit of my bad performances. I don't think it's at their best, but I think I think the editing doesn't do them any favors. Back to the forest scene. Right, that's what we're talking about. The forest scene. <laughs> Well, look, look, I'm not going to die. I can't because I also, I'm pushing my nose up, whatever. I'm pushing my glasses up farther. That's just Catherine Hardwick. You know what I mean? Like, what she, is her style? Like her style. I, I don't know for sure if they work. She works with the same editor every time. But I think 13 also has a lot of those deliberate, like, mm-hmm. in of your course. face. I didn't know she directed intimate. 13. Yes. Yeah that so it's i think it's all and that's also a story about an, a very intimate relationship that plus the i know they didn't have a, a crazy budget and i know the cgi was a little still like working it out in 2008 but for these high speed running and jumping scenes <laughs> you can't have just from a a human brain standpoint if i'm watching one person's top half perfectly still. It's just Edward still. And then you're just whizzing the background. That doesn't work. You need you need to have our pets like She muted herself. She's laughing so hard. Unmute <laughs> 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 Carmela. <laughs> oh dude, I'm like crying. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have our pets pumping his arms or bobbing. He's or holding so her. He's holding her steady. Have her have him like bounce up and down then. Like. But he's not human. The way that they chose to depict it is so inhuman and not of this world. Like I it's very I distinct and you remember it. I don't think that's physically possible though to be running Neither that. Neither is being <laughs> <a> vampire. <laughs> but I'm saying like 
I'm not I'm I'm not saying physically I'm like physic physically as in physics. Like if if you have a spine, which do vampires have spines? Yes, they also have super strength and super control over their muscles and their movements. They can read minds. They they, they can not all the no they can't. Don't give me don't give me fucking started on reading minds again. <laughs> Oh I think what got me I'm, in one can't... of those scenes, you see the legs like throw back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wait, is he running or not? <laughs> but that's what I mean is if his legs are moving like that, fit like physically, his legs aren't you your legs can't be that disconnected with the upper half of your body. Good thing that this is not real. <laughs> I'm so glad, or else <laughs> you have left me already. <laughs> I'd be out. Period. I'd be out. Um, wait, 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 wait. Everyone, um, I'm gonna. We're gonna play a quick little game of uh, who, who am I? Who am I supposed to be? You guys wanna play quick? I love it. Uh-huh. Oh my god. I need everyone to close your eyes. Okay? No. Okay. I need everyone to close your eyes. Please, just play with me. Just please. And then I will say open, and you have to tell me who I am. Okay. Okay. This is so fun for people who can't see you. I don't. Right. Rashad doesn't even have to keep this in. I don't care. Okay, keep your eyes closed. <laughs> Open. <laughs> what is that? It's it's Edward in her bedroom when she has the first dream about him. Oh my god! <laughs> Josh and Mel need a different pod. <laughs> standing the exact same way as he is in that meme of him standing in the kitchen. <laughs> can, Rashawn, can I have Spencer edit that scene no. but with the kitchen part? <laughs> no. no. Oh, at least, I'm no good. at least you two have each other. And we have each other, Rashawn. <laughs> we do. Again, I don't know if they warned Robert that they were rolling. It's little stuff like that where I'm like, did they know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Were they aware? Yes, they knew. What do you mean? Uh, y'all are crazy for this one. Y'all are really crazy. I had a great time, though. <laughs> <laughs> but in a different way than you did. No, I think we had the same good time. Son. Remember who you are. Bella needs you. Oh God! Carlisle, what? Your brothers will take care of him. I got him. Start the fire. Get the floorboard. Alice, Alice, go. Rashawn, I need your list. My list? Yeah. I need mm. your list of what we're picking and choosing. I mean, I can't just let this die, but Bride of Chucky. <laughs> That's totally different. It's totally different. How so? Dolls, vampires. Yeah, Bride of Chucky's better. Mm, here we fucking go. Here we fucking we go. We were having so much fun. I know. 
We were having it, such it hurts. a good time. It hurts when the truth comes out, my love. I think that I could compare this to Full Throttle. No, they're different styles of movies. They're different genres of movies. Different genres, but I don't think different style. I think the after effect of Twilight is what Charlie's Angels does successfully. Because now people look at, look back on it like Carmela does when she watches it as like having a good time, but not necessarily right. loving it. Yes. And I think Charlie's Angels set out to do that and accomplished it. Well, I didn't know that was the goal. So I was expecting it to be a straightforward comedy. Yeah, I mean, like, I can't imagine watching Twilight for the first time. Well, no, because I feel like that's what Josh did. But the difference is Charlie's Angels doesn't have this, like, fandom behind it and, like, memes and this whole thing behind it where you're like, oh, it's kind of a joke. It also wasn't made for teenagers and teenage girls. I know, but I feel like the wave of cultural impact was not just by teen girls. It was teenagers and women. No, like they made it popular and they they went to the theater and rose the box office. But I'm saying like the social media reclamation of Twilight wasn't just teenage girls. The memes and the post and like the fact that Twilight is still culturally relevant is not just teenage girls. Okay. Right? Sure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But how does that compare to Bride of Chucky or Charlie's Angels? Damn, y'all are still talking about that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just saying we're setting aside our cinephile glasses for certain movies and not for others. Yeah, because I like this one. Can't argue that. (laughs) Is this the best out of the saga? No. Where do they rank? How many are there? Rashan, you five. Five. There's four books, five movies, because the last one they pulled. Thanks, Harry Potter. I would say bottom to top, New Moon, uh, Breaking Dawn Part One, Twilight, Eclipse. Breaking Dawn Part 2. Yeah. It's hard for me, even last night when I was watching it, I think because of the last rewatch, it's hard for me to remember, like, what is in what movie. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about Harry Potter 2. It's like, okay, New Moon, that's when Jacob gets the haircut. That's when, when he transitions, when he becomes a werewolf. Yeah. Right, and that's like the love triangle starts. No, Edward's not really in okay. New Moon a lot. Oh my god, though, those first... Nothing in literature ha- in the, at that point in my life had hit me the way the chapters at the beginning of New Moon going September, October. It's pretty bad. November. Yeah. Just time without your, your person. Your baby. Oh, like, like, like mm, baby. Yeah, like okay. your babe. <laughs> um, in the movie... Um, the three, the three other ones: Darwin, Burlesque, and and oh my god, the the girl, yes, mm-hmm. Victoria, Victoria. So are we supposed to think they're the bad guys? Because the first time we see them, they're killing a pedophile. So what? They Josh do? has a big hangout about this. That the Charlie's Charlie, that's his name. Yeah, mm-hmm. Charlie's friend. 
Uh-huh. Jail. Ooh. Uh, what? What's happening? So the friend that they see in the restaurant at the beginning that winds up getting killed by the three touring vampires is right. the mall Santa. Uh-huh. And Pedophile. he makes a comment about, oh, the kids love those little bottles. And he's an alcoholic. He's an alcoholic, is obsessed with Bella, remembers her from when he was a Santa and she was a little girl. The implication being... Lap. I, Josh. Whoa, I didn't make that he, connection. He gave off the creepiest vibe. Am I crazy? Yes. I'm, I I'm never looked at it like that. Well, that's I'm glad a, he got That's eaten. a big stretch. No way. Listeners, I mean, they're, they are only the bad guys in this because they're after Bella. Because technically... And they kill people. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm saying they kill people, but... <laughs> they're the monsters. Jasper is also a monster that's just trying to keep it together at this point. Isn't he? Who's, yeah. Who's Jasper? He's the... The one that doesn't talk <laughs> in this movie. He's just like... With the curly he's hair. The new, he's the newest vampire. Alice's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I think they're the bad guys because they're the bad guys. No, no, no. I know. I'm saying... But in like the grand scheme of things, like they're all vampires. But yes, they are the bad guys. I got I got really really creepy vibes from from that guy. So I didn't <laughs> mind that they killed him. <laughs> you gotta trust your gut in these streets, dude. It's the only streets thing you of got. Seattle, Washington, it's Forks. Forks. Okay, it's Forks. a small town, but it's still filmed in Oregon. I went to that waterfall once a year with my family. I love this. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Twyhead. So um, All right. Emmett, if, if you don't turn that hat around. Oh, my God, Josh. <laughs> well, anything else anyone would like to bring to the table? I don't think so. What an interesting episode this has been. <laughs> Not at all what I expected. <laughs> um, who wants to play a game? Me. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing game. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Really All right, we're going to play a little game called This is the Skin of a Killer, Bella. God damn it. Um, oh, God. I'm going to <laughs> describe the outfit of famous killers from cinema, and you'll have the opportunity to earn three points for those outfits. You have to tell me the character that is wearing the outfit, the movie that they are from, and you have to give me one of their iconic killer lines. Oh, of interesting. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you'll get three hints. Please do not buzz in until you've heard the three hints. All right. First one. A blue plaid button-down, a red bomber jacket, and an axe. Roshan. Um, Jack Nicholson. That is not his character name. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack Torrance. There we go. The Shining. Here comes very good. That was a good impression. Three points for Sean. Next one. Large shoes, 
<laughs> a ruffle collar and eccentric face paint. Carmella. Pennywise. Yeah. It, in all variations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Hi, Georgie. <laughs> Let's go. Three points for Carmella. Come on. Next killer. Red bow tie, spiral cheek paint, and a tricycle. Josh. Uh, jigsaw? Mm-hmm. From Saw? Yep. Do you want to play a game? Nice. Goodness, we are tied across the board. <laughs> Shit. Three points each. Next killer. A white t-shirt, a blue jumpsuit, and a face mask. Rashawn. What? Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yep. And uh, it paired well with a nice Chianti. Or... Can I do it better? Can or, you? Do... Hello, Clarice. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a point for that one, but Josh, can you do the other one better? Um, I, uh, I just liver. Uh, uh, I, pa- I paired it with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. No, for- I'm not going to give it to you without the... Oh, that was you were looking yes. for? Yes. Oh. I, I thought you were looking for the fava beans, sorry. No. I mean, that Not me over here thinking it's my mind. <laughs> I thought it at first, too. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't have any lines. Yeah, that's true. All right. Mm. Uh, I did give it. Did I? I gave it to you, Rashawn. Okay. Yeah. Next up, a turtleneck sweater, a cross necklace, and a button-down dress. Rashawn. Patricia? <laughs> Patricia. No. I don't know who that is. Oh, fuck. Josh. Annabelle. No. Oh. Rashawn. Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes is correct. Oh, fuck. Yeah, from mm. Misery. Good. Mm-hmm. Cock-a-doodle-doo! <laughs> <laughs> Close enough, yeah. Close enough. Uh, the cock-a-doodle car! <laughs> I thought it was split. That's why. Oh. Ooh, that'd be good. <laughs> Name Patricia. 20 characters. Is I will give you a point yeah. for every character that you can name from James McAvoy's split. Um, <laughs> next killer. Fedora. Work boots, a red striped sweater. I didn't wait. I didn't wait. Bitch. You didn't. Carmella. Ooh, Freddy Krueger. Yep. Um, from Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Mm. See ya in my fucking dreams, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that is no, a I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. No. I'm pre- there's like eight of them. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, Rashang, do you know an actual quote? I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. <laughs> All right. I feel like that was close. <laughs> <laughs> you and your fucking dreams, bitch. If you had said Thanksgiving, maybe. <laughs> nice tits, bitch. 
Matt Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, I have three more, so it's still really anybody's game. Rashawn's in the lead with ten. Mella, you have five. Josh, you have three. Black gloves. A black cloak. And a ghost mask. Rashawn. Fuck, I know. Ghost face. Ghost face. Scream. Yes. Because I want to know who I'm looking at. <laughs> Rashawn's been killed. He's been a quick fire this round. Dude. Mm-hmm. This is his element. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we started the up with horror, ending ending with, with horror, horror, baby. Okay, ready. A top hat, a long black jacket, and a wide, scary smile. Carmela. The Babadook. That is correct. Name the movie. The Babadook. <laughs> and and a quote from the killer. He does he say anything? Yes. Yeah. He's all I'm the Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> no. Give her a point. Come on. No. It was old timey and everything. No. no. Rashawn, what's the actual quote? There we go. Oh my god. I thought the kids said that. Nope. Well, I mean they do, but mm. okay. Last one. You just be normal. <laughs> <laughs> a plaid dress. A knitted shawl and a gray wig. Rashawn. Uh, Psycho. Yes. Norman Bates. Mm-hmm. Um, we all go a little mad sometimes. Ding, 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 ding. I thought the plaid dress was going to be the stranger, so I was ready. Sorry. My bad. Because you were home. Scary. Congratulations, Rashawn. My buddy this episode. Thank you. Surprise. Thank you. Thank you. You're the Babadook. I feel like that song was in it. Your hate only makes me grow stronger. (laughs) Melly, do you know that the Babadook happens in modern times? Yeah, but he's old timey. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's wearing a top hat. (laughs) Let's watch an entirely different movie. (laughs) Wrapping things up, I think we can all agree that... Twilight was the <laughs> the jumping off point for quite an insane fandom. I think we can all agree that even if you don't like the movie, you can still have a fun time watching it. And I think we can all agree that though he may be problematic, Edward was a great teen ro- romance. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we can agree that he's problematic. (laughs) Oh my god. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation connecting a character from this week's episode to a character from next week's episode. So, who can find the fastest connection between Taylor Lautner and Danny DeVito? That's crazy. Got it. <laughs> Go for it, Rashawn. Thank God, because all I had was Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Taylor Lautner. Wait. 
Am I crazy? Is Antonio Banderas and Shark Boy and Robert Bill? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the dad? The dad is someone famous, isn't it? I think it is him. Is it? Is it? No, that's that's Spy Kids. Oh, Spy Kids. Kids. Uh, and I'm out of luck. <laughs> Wait, he's in. <laughs> is he Valentine's Day? Um, Taylor Lautner is in Valentine's Day with Bradley Cooper, who is in Silver Lines Playbook with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, who's a mother with Michelle Pfeiffer, who's in Batman Returns with Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Nice. Got to use Catwoman and everything. No drop. It's your week, Rashawn. We're just living in it. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> this is a big Rashawn week. What a surprise. What a surprising mm. turn of events. Shocking. That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we would love if you took a moment and liked, subscribed, and rated us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Good Pods. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. You can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash WCA. Or if you just want to reach out, suggest a movie, tell us how much you love or hate Twilight, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Lacey, Mello, Josh, and Rochelle. Thank you so much for listening, and happy Valentine's Day. Bye. Bye. I'm the papa. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>